Hello and welcome to another episode of Mets Across the Pod. This is episode number 25. I'm joined tonight by Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello. How are you, my dear? I'm very excited. I'm still waiting patiently for the season to start. Roll on next year. Yes. And I'm excited because tonight we've got a guest. Oh, I love a special guest. We have John Lansdowne, who is the chairman of Bristol City Football Club and where else, Joe? I can't remember the name. He's the Bristol Sport Chairman. He's Bristol Rugby Director, um, in charge of the basketball team too. And I shall be trying to uh, tempt him to buy up the baseball team at some point later on. Um, For those that don't know, Joe plays baseball for Bristol Baseball. So she's got a bit of a personal interest in this one. Watch this space. Meet the Mets, meet the Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets. Bring your kiddies, bring your wife. Guaranteed to have the time of your... actually get into baseball and uh, why the Mets? Yeah, why the Mets? Hopefully we don't have to ask ourselves that question for too much longer. Um, I got into baseball when I was about 12, I think. I went to Boston with my family. My dad had some work there for a short trip. And when we were out there, we were lucky enough to go to Fenway to watch the Red Sox play the Orioles. I think they were on a nine-game winning streak at the time. So it was buzzing it was packed and it's a it's a really cool old stadium as well and I think it was a walk-off in the 12th inning or something so it was one o'clock in the morning and I was 12 so it was great anyway so <laughs> it was it was a good introduction to to baseball I think the Mets probably followed when New York was probably the place I went to the most after that and probably by the fact that I watched the Red Sox first I uh, towards the Mets and yeah never looked back so Good man. Fenway is pretty awesome. I actually saw the Mets win there on my birthday a couple of years ago. But it's a it's a cool old stadium though, isn't it? It is, yeah, it's really cool. I haven't actually been back there. It's one of yeah. But it was it's yeah, there's not too many like it. I mean Wrigley's got some of that about it as well, but it's not I still say it's still quite different. So have you been to see the Mets play uh, many times over the years? Yeah, so I've been out I wanna say every year, probably for the past decade apart from this year. And then before that, yeah, so loads. I've got a friend that used to play baseball in Southampton that we we try and, well, for the last few years, we've sort of tried to go for a week and see how many games we can watch in the space of a week. Nice. You like the Giants, I like the Mets, so we try and see how many cities and cross over watching as much as we can of both of them. <laughs> I think yeah. I did a bit of Twitter stalking, and did I see you wearing a, a Blue Jays hat in one of the pictures on one of these trips? Yeah, yeah. So that, that was um, one of the... Uh, the crazier attempts, I think, because we the um the Met, it was a Mets Giants series in New York, and we saw that the Blue Jays had a midday game, so we tried to fly to Toronto, watch the midday game, and fly back and watch the evening game in New York. <laughs> Even Tracy hasn't tried that. No. <laughs> to, to be honest, I'm not sure. I, I would would I do it again? I wouldn't not do it, but it was it was slightly harder trying to get through the border, <laughs> different country at the same time. And did you get to see both games? Yeah, yeah, we missed a couple of innings at the start of the Mets game, but yeah, it was it was worth it. Did you um, get over there for the 2015 playoffs or anything? Yeah, so we just had um, we just had our second child a few months before that, but managed to get my parents to look after him. <laughs> and, and, 
my two-year-old at the time as well for um if if we made it through the first round so i was pretty happy when they beat la or would have been happy anyway but it meant we were going to chicago for a couple of days so we went to watch the, the two games in chicago which was great it was probably two of the best games i've been to in that sense hopefully we'll get that chance again soon so who's your favorite past and current player and why any particular sort of reason I thought I found this one quite tough in that sense because there's so like there's such a broad range. Present probably pretty simple answer saying De Grom is probably my favourite current player just because he's so elite. He's at the top of his game, so consistent. Yeah, you don't see many people dominate hitters like he does too often. Certainly not for your team anyway. So he's <laughs> he's probably top of the list. But there's lots of them over the over the time. Um, Piazza, Pedro, the Beltran was really good for us. I thought. Right, I really enjoyed um, watching R.A. Dickey pitch as well. Yes, my husband's got an R.A. Dickey signed ball upstairs in his man cave. Why do I always laugh when someone says that? <laughs> it's like we're mi- about your mind, I know, well, it's like we're missing David because David loves his signed <laughs> balls, doesn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, next season, Yeah. how do you, how do you reckon we're going to do? I think we're probably the most hopeful we've been for a while, aren't we, in, in terms of going yes. to the season? Um, it doesn't see any reason why we can't make the playoffs. Obviously, none of us have seen what we're going to do in the off season yet, and there's a few. There's definitely a few holes to fill, um, but I think there's plenty of talent on the roster, and there's a good base for it. It's a bit different than normal because normally we've gone into the last sort of five, six, however many years, stats in pitching, and we've got a bit of a hole in stats and pitching. Obviously, we've got top end, but then we don't have the depth, so our, our needs have moved around a bit, I think, but. The the approach that Steve Cohen's made so far is is I'm sure it's buoying everybody in terms of what could happen next year. You you always have that honeymoon period when someone comes in anyway, where like it gives you that excitement. I think Mets fans have felt subdued with the previous owners for a number of years, and he just gives you that that belief that it's going to change. But for me, the important bit behind that is it's not just saying the right things; it's then doing it, and the fact that. He is a fan, but at the same time, hopefully he's got, he, he very much seems like he's got his head screwed on, right? In terms of, I think most of us would think, or you certainly heard that our analytics isn't as, as good as it should be for a few years. And you can you can tell by the sound bites and, and with um, Sandy coming in as well, that, that that'll be top of, of the list. So the fact that you've got the budget and the, um, and the excitement in terms of the new owner wanting to spend and do well, it's about spending that money wisely as well as spending it. At the moment, they're given all the right noise and the confidence that they can do that. Yeah, it's always the magic formula, isn't it? But what do you think, from your kind of football background, what do you think of the way, as an owner, he's kind of interacting with fans on Twitter and stuff? It's quite <laughs> different. It seems quite different from a baseball perspective anyway. It is very different. It'll be interesting. I, I think it's great. It'll be interesting to see how you can do that over the longer term, because obviously when you start playing games, it's up and down. And and I don't, you know that from football. I mean, and, and to be fair, it's New York, so it's pretty brutal. But <laughs> he'll know that as a as a as a fan. Um, but that's what we all want, isn't it? It's the engagement. So you know, what is one thing we try and do in terms of Bristol City or football here, which wasn't isn't very common, is you take what you do very seriously, but you try not to take yourselves too seriously. And it, you try, I think it's important to show that human side so that it's very easy when you're watching to 
get frustrated with players that aren't performing and think they're just turning up to pick up a paycheck or whatever, and you kind of forget that they're still just people after that. Mm. So I think any inside content, any lightheartedness helps to, to see that human and make you feel connected. So I'm all for that, but it'll be interesting when when the games get going, it might be it might become a bit yeah. hard. Well, hopefully things won't go wrong, but that's when you kind of find out what, isn't it? Yeah, but, but to be fair, it, it looks like he's going to front it. So, I mean, I don't think we, we haven't, certainly haven't had that in terms of the Mets for for a while. And it's, it's, it's lighthearted and good fun at the moment. So. Long way it continue. So, you've been changed into Steve Cohen. Who would you sign <laughs> first next year and why? I don't know who I'd sign first. Um, I don't think it matters what order you sign them in, to be honest. Um, I think we, we said already, I think starting pitching is important when yeah. it hasn't necessarily been before. We've been linked to a, a few players, but I think the Mets are going to get linked to everybody. So what we can believe and not are two different things. There's, there's some good pitchers out there, though. I think Trevor Bauer is the obvious name. Charlie Morton, though. Both, I, I think we just need, need the depth. And if we can get quality and depth as well, and then it'll be about, a bit of luck about staying healthy. Did you see Bauer's YouTube video about Steve Cohen? I haven't seen the video. I've seen the comments, though. Um, the video, he basically says everything that he's done right so far and how he's approaching it more like he does his day-to-day business than other um, ownership groups do. Yeah, and I think it's that fresh breath of air, isn't it? And Trevor Bauer is always very different. <laughs> That's a very polite way of putting it, John. <laughs> no, but I think he, is, he's, he, he speaks his mind and he's, he's never afraid to do things differently. I mean, he was doing the, the driveline baseball stuff before it was fashionable and, you know, always working on sort of the saving metrics in his game and, and everything else. And I think you can see that approach. He's obviously a different character and that carries over into, into kind of his personality as well. So... If he sees it as a good thing, then I think that's from an, probably from an analytical point of view as well. And, and fair play to someone if they if their main aim is they want to win. You've only got a finite career, haven't you? And, and the money's important, but you want someone who wants to win as well. And if, if they're picking you because they think they can win, then then, then you're onto a good thing because then hopefully everyone else is doing the same thing. Yeah, definitely. But it, on on the question as well, I think for us we probably. Defense is one of the things that I always really appreciate in baseball. It's one of the things I enjoyed most about playing as well. But when you watch, it's one of the things I find most impressive. And it's probably an area where our teams have been lacking a bit. For me, if we can improve that as well as to have that behind the pitching, I think that would be really important for us as well. Having someone, you know, you also want them to be able to hit as well. But if, if they can bring the defense, the defense with them as well, it would be, I think that could really improve us. Those are the two areas I think. It's exciting, isn't it? I can't wait. <laughs> I really wish it was starting soon. Yes, and that we could actually go and see yeah. it. Well, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Vaccines yeah. and all that. Next year, we'll be back with our flag. Yeah. That's the plan. So you mentioned you played there. Um, what position do you play? I haven't played for about seven years since uh, since I had my kids. So, um, But I, when I did play, I, played, I pitched and played third base. I started playing it... Um, university when I was at Southampton in my second year I found out there was a baseball team because um, they came into the 
pub every week for the pub quiz where my now wife was working. And he said, there's a baseball team there. Do you want to go and play, essentially? And I'd only played cricket, really, before that. But always loved baseball. Um, and then, yeah, never really looked back. Really enjoyed playing for them, for the Mustangs, for um, for a couple of years. Great, Some great guys as well. I think baseball is a very sociable game to play, much more so than cricket in that sense, especially if you're spectating or anything else. And then, yeah, then when I came home, I played for, for Bristol for a, for a number of years until, until about seven years ago. When's the, when's the big comeback then? It was, it was getting very tempting this, uh, this spring, summer through lockdown. And when we started buying baseballs to throw into nets and stuff. But then, yeah, I need the body to be able to hold up to it as well. But If I can manage, anyone can manage. <laughs> that was my first experience of playing Bristol baseball was in a pandemic. So it was a bit of a weird first ever season, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, when, when, when's... When's the baseball team going to be taken into the empire in Bristol? Then that's the big that's the big question. Well, they used to, they used to play where the training ground was being built now because that was yeah we owned the field at the time and that's where we put the, put the put the diamond in the post. It's moved to I think it's in, it's in Kensham now. Kensham, yeah, it gets a bit soggy, soggy out there though. That's the only thing. And they've got a women's team coming next year, so it's all going on, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, hopefully it'll be a bit more of an ordinary, the normal season next next year with proper spring training and stuff all being well, because it was good fun. But it's quite a scary game to play, isn't it? When you haven't really done it before, these balls flying at your head and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a bit of getting used to. Yeah, it's it interesting because when we played as well, we always, as always, I find it different. So we had these wooden bats when we played, and especially when you're pitching. There was a point where in some games you could use metal bats as well, and I found that that was really difficult because I found it much harder to read the ball off a metal bat than off a wooden bat. Yeah. You get it very much by the sound on the wood, whereas if, especially when you stood that close to it, if someone... If you don't you quite get, catch it right with a metal yeah. bat as well, it hurts. It's yeah. a bit of, bit of a twanger. And third base, you get it smashed at you as well, so you must have been pretty brave. To be honest, that was the bit I enjoyed most about playing when you sort of swap from cricket to baseball in that sense, because one... Mm. I think it's changed now, but certainly growing up playing cricket, there wasn't really any focus on fielding at all. It was, you're, you're either you're doing nets, you're hitting or you're bowling, and then you do a bit of catching practice, essentially. Mm. And as soon as you start playing baseball, your whole warm-up, it's all about throwing and fielding and everything else. It's just such an important part of the game. And I think cricket has gone that way since, but I think it, it took a lot of baseball to do that, actually. We've seen them training with in cricket, don't you know, warming up with the gloves and stuff. So maybe, and the throwing, the technique, they could probably learn a bit from baseball. Yeah, I think that that, that has it's definitely grown in the last. It was twenty years ago since I was playing that. So yeah, it, <laughs> that, it, yeah, you you can see it happening in cricket now. With the, the gloves came in for the field in practice, and you can see some of the drills and the throwing. Well, if you fancy a comeback, you know where we are. <laughs> Mets. <laughs> Mets memorabilia and stuff. We can obviously see you've got a cool jersey on, but have you got a favourite bit of Mets gear that you've got from a game or anything like that? I've got jerseys coming out of my ears. But... <laughs> I think we all have actually. Yeah. I don't know where it is. But I think I don't know whether it was the first game. It was one of the first games. I was it was after school and I was I was travelling on an STA travel around the world ticket with one of my friends from school. And we ended up in New York as our last stop, and um, we decided we were going to go to Shea to watch the game. And it was it was bizarre. We got the, we got the seven train out, and we arrived, and there was a guy saying, "Does anybody want tickets?" And he was just giving them away, which really confused us to start with. So we were like, <laughs> "We'll have 
for tickets, please. I don't know if you guys went to Shane. Yeah. Or, but basically, we didn't know, but you, you had one, what, if you turn left, the odd numbers were odd, and if you turn right, the blocks were even. So we were like, we were in, I can't remember what it was, 22 or something, and we were like, well, there's 21, and there's 23, and we just hadn't got a clue where we went to go. So we just <laughs> sort of sat in the middle of them. And, uh, yeah, then a guy hit a foul ball straight at us as well, so we took that home. So we basically... Staying with some friends we knew from from here in in Manhattan, got got the train to a game, came back with had free tickets, came back with a ball. So pretty good first experience. When I went to a game a couple of years ago, there was this this bunch of quite posh English blokes there, but they were late because they got they got a taxi over to the MetLife Stadium instead of coming <laughs> over to City Field, which is a bit of a boo boo because they're not particularly close to each other. So yeah, and they should have done a bit more research, I think, on when they were going. Yeah, whenever I go, I always get the you're English, you're a woman. <laughs> you like baseball. You understand baseball. How does this like an work? exotic, an exotic creature when you go. Yeah, English and female. It's quite fun. Yeah, it entertains the uh, locals. I think, doesn't it? It does. So, do you prefer city or Shay? I, I prefer city field. I mean, you know, you've got the it's the same with anything. You've got the nostalgia looking back, but I think I think city field's a great stadium. It doesn't rock like Shay did though. I, I don't know. It does. It does when it's going. To be to be fair, I, it, it just depends on 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 the occasion as well, really, doesn't it? I did manage to get out for the World Series games, and it was pretty loud in those. It was pretty special. Yeah. But it, it was. It's interesting because we did. Can't remember which year it was. It wasn't too long after it opened, but we did the. Um, we went to the Subway Series, where it was two games at City Field, followed by two games at Yankee Stadium. Mm. And been to the new Yankee Stadium at that point either. I was really looking forward to it. it was without any rose tinted glasses on, was slightly disappointed with it, really. <laughs> We're just they're basically just some bits nicer, but it's just the, the bits you love about City Field is being able to walk around the um the mezzanine level, the, the concourse and being able yeah. to see the game from all parts. And whether you're gone as a family and you're pushing the kid around in a push chair and but you can still watch the game or whether it's just you can go and socialise at any part and still be able to see the game. I think that's that's great for that aspect of a of a baseball stadium. Yeah. Just I, you just don't for example Yankee Stadium when you walk out and you just you're then just under the bleachers it's not you don't kind of get that sense of um community in the ground in that sense. Yeah. You're all in the same place and that's what I think City Fields are really good. You feel like you're there with everybody wherever you're sat. Did you make it to the London series at all? I didn't. I was hoping to go this year. I didn't I <laughs> the year before. I think I think we might have been flying out to go on our baseball trip when it was happening, or we were about to go the week after and couldn't get the it in. It was one of the two. Yeah. yeah. It was good fun, wasn't it? It was it was a shame again that didn't quite happen this year for obvious reasons. Yeah. Hopefully it'll come back, but there's talk of it going to somewhere else in Europe, I think. So Oh really? Yeah, Amsterdam's quite high on the list, apparently. Road trip to Amsterdam, then, team. <laughs> right, who's going to be the minibus driver? <laughs> I don't know. Andrew, you look sensible. Yeah, thanks very much. Look, can you drive? That's the question. I can. I shouldn't have admitted oh, that, fine, but I yeah. can, yeah. It's fine, yeah. it's fine, then. Cause it's we're not having... me, thanks. I'm not driving. That'd be dangerous. How do you guys reckon we're going to get on this year? Well, we're always wildly optimistic, aren't we? Even when we were, even when we were rubbish. 
yeah, we we just sort of go, yeah, we're going to win. We're going to win everything. And we get gradually less enthusiastic towards the end of the season, don't we? But I think you have to be optimistic at this point, don't you? You have to be because yes. they should be able to get a better team together. They've got quite a few good players already, so you have to be optimistic at this point. But kind of like you were saying earlier with regards to Steve Cohen being on Twitter, it's all sort of fine now, but when they lose three games in a row or whatever, he's going to get you know grief on Twitter and how does that all go and how do the team respond and all these sorts of things. But you have to be optimistic at this point. You just have to be, I think. We're not going to lose three in a row, Andrew. Don't say yeah. things like that. It'd just be nice for other teams not to laugh at us for a change, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because we, we do get a bit of that. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be really interesting to see what the market's like this winter. It'd be interesting to see how it plays out because it could be a real opportunity if someone is coming in with with money and there's a lot of teams that won't be spending normally you wouldn't expect anything for a couple of years anyway you'd expect some improvement but you don't go from not making the playoffs expecting to win it all which we probably shouldn't anyway but at the same time if you know things if, if things do fall into place there might be more opportunity than normal yeah and it will be interesting how the free agency marketplace plays out because of covid and how that's impacted teams income and things like that yeah i mean you can already see quite a few people have been designated or whatever else that you might not normally expect to be or options not picked up and it's kind of what you expect you expect the top people still to get their money but i think there'll be a lot more good players who make a big difference that you get for less money i mean you've probably had a few of those this year they've had one-year deals i might get it wrong but did azuma took a one-year deal this year and is that right and and um I don't know if Donaldson did, whether it was this year or previously, but you, you normally see a couple where they're ex- they're holding out for longer deals and they end up taking short, less term, less money yeah. and then to prove themselves the year afterwards. But I expect there'll be a lot more people in that bracket looking for work when it comes around to, to spring training. And that, and that's probably where the, you know, you want your big tickets and everything else. But I think that'll probably be where the real difference is made to see what, what you get at that point. Yeah, so it's, it's just like, nice to know we can splash out and not worry too much this time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I suppose it depends on what you're doing with salary, um, not salary cap, but the, the luxury tax or whatever it is. But we've got quite a lot of room on that now as well with um, yeah. Robinson. That's it. Yeah, thanks for that, Mr. Cano. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, we might talk about that. Yeah, we're meant to be staying positive, remember, guys? Everything, everything was going so well until that news came through the other day. Yeah. But I think yeah. some people think it's going better now that that yeah, news has come out, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. Yeah. Spent, well, spent, spent his salary elsewhere, perhaps. Well, not perhaps, definitely. So, <laughs> some people are definitely in favour. I suppose, big question though to finish, uh, John, unless anyone else got anything, is are Bristol City going to get promoted this year? <laughs> come on, John. Don't be shy. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a really tough league, so... It's similar now. You just want to be able to put yourself in a position to compete, and I think this. I mean, this year certainly for Wise is is different than any in the fact that before the game we just played, we had nine games coming up in a in the space of a month. So it's not it's not your normal. Who's got the best team? It's it's how do you how do you manage that? Because you're not going to be able to play the same team for every game. You're going to have to use a squad because you're going to get injuries, suspensions, everything else, and. We, we've had a load of COVID cases. Our week 
last week as, as well. So it's, it's 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 tough, and it's tough for the guys. It's and all the staff, the wider staff. It's really yeah, it's kind of the bit you don't see. So it's mm. it's really tough for, for what they're doing, and, and you know we got that in the camp with the strictest protocols we can put in. So it doesn't make it it doesn't make it um any guarantee that you can keep it out. It's just it's trying to limit it when you do. But yeah. that was why I was so pleased with the the last result because they were coming off that. So that's just I just hope they can stay fit and healthy through the through the rest of it and carry it on. But yeah, there's if if you it's the same with anything, if you keep momentum and get a bit of luck, there's no reason why not. So be nice to get a few fans back in as well, isn't it, eventually? I really would. It's it's just it's not the same without it. It's there's no question about it. It's 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 rubbish in that sense. But <laughs> it's better than not having it at all. But it still doesn't yeah, it's it's not the same. It's it's the same with baseball though, isn't it? There was uh, there was that a great picture. I can't remember it was whether it was the Rockies or it was it might know it was athletics. I think it was where someone had basically taken what they described as like the Armageddon picture, where you had a, a scene of all the cardboard cutouts with the diamond in front of it, and then you had like the the orange sky behind it because of all the Californian wildfires, and it just looked like end days. Yeah, it's uh, felt like that, hasn't it? At some point. <laughs> No, I'm sure we'll all be back out there at some point soon enjoying it. Hopefully playing some good baseball as well. Maybe see you guys there. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much. No worries. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Just before we go, we do have a new partnership with Fanatics International and MLB Shop Europe. On our Facebook and our Twitter, we have posted links that are affiliate links. We get a tiny little percentage back off anything you buy doesn't cost you anything but it helps support us and we're going to use that towards things like our website hosting and if we get enough we might put some money towards um buying pretties for competitions for you guys to get christmas shopping with the codes yeah Yeah, so there are discount codes on there so get get your christmas shopping your black friday shopping and all the rest of it done using our codes and we really would appreciate it. and like I say it doesn't cost you anything more than if you're shopping directly so thank you for taking the time to listen to us and we will see you again next time bye Joe. bye Tracy bye let's go Mets